This is Life. I am your host, Sean Johnson, pastor of Many Waters Ministries. I want to thank all of you for joining me today. Today I'm really excited because I believe that one of the things that we're missing as believers and, well, society as a whole is the ability to not just have love, but also to show it. And, you know, I understand, you know, don't get me wrong. I think that when it comes to our friends and our loved ones and our families, our sons, daughters, wives, husbands, that's, that's, we know where it's natural, where there's obviously a problem. If you have a hard time loving those whom you see every day and whom you really, you know, dedicated your life to love, protect, honor, and cherish. And, 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 you know, especially with our friends, even, I mean, I, I have personally have several friendships that are just as close, if not closer than family and, and where I would, you know, truly miss him if, if I didn't have that friendship. But that's not the kind of love I'm really talking about today. I'm talking about active love that makes a difference, that actually stands out in a crowd that is something that is not really is not people aren't used to, but yet everybody needs. You know, I believe that we we underestimate the value of what love can truly accomplish when it's actively given in the right context, in the right way, and also uh, without concealment, without holding it back. And I think that if we were to take a good look at our day-to-day encounters with people, and, you know, when when I'm talking about strangers and friends and family alike, we take into account, I mean, we actively pursue loving those people rather than just kind of getting through life. Because I don't know about you guys, but, you know, it's really easy to, for me, it's really easy just to fall into a rut, just to fall into a place of where I'm just going through the motions. And if I have to really, you know, actively, you know, focus on a directive, on, on a goal. And that's what we were supposed to do as mankind, as humankind. We work best when we have a goal in front of us to achieve. And one of the most natural things about humans, about what we, about our ability, this is what makes us different than ever than all the other animals in, in the world, is that we can consciously choose to love, consciously, consciously choose to be better and to 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 grow and to overcome obstacles. And you know, we do a lot of that thing, a lot of those things, out of Love. Now, that could be love for ourselves because if you want to, you know, get better, if you want to get healthier, what do you do? You stop eating so much junk food, you go to the gym, you work out, you do whatever it takes to become a better person on the outside. Well, let's say, what about struggling on the inside? Well, if you have some mental blocks, some things that are harboring you from, you know, really being free in your mind, well, of course, maybe you. Maybe put on some praise and worship more. Maybe you read the Bible more. Maybe you sit in quiet times. Maybe you just take a drive. Maybe you, you know, talk to somebody. Maybe you have a counselor or a therapist or just a friend that you just share your heart with. But you, whatever it is, you are actively pursuing being a better person. And, and so how can then, therefore, we make an objective for, for you and me to love better, to love more, to love harder, to really, I mean, make a difference in our day-to-day experiences. Think about it. If everybody in this world, and let's just not even say everybody, okay, that's a bit unrealistic. But let's just start with just people in your circle, okay? Think about the people whom you know, friends and family, maybe people you see on a regular basis. All right, so that's what, 15, 20 people, maybe more. 
Just think about if those people whom you know, okay, keep it small. Those people who you know on a regular basis were to actively pursue every single encounter they have with somebody, with people out there, that they see it as an opportunity to show love, and not to, with anything in return, but just to make somebody else's day a little bit better. And, I mean, there's small ways you can do this. You know, you can pay for the person's Starbucks order behind you. You know, or you can go out of your way if you see somebody, maybe the neighbor, for example, their lawn is a motor, maybe they're elderly, maybe they don't have the means, maybe their lawnmower broke down, whatever it is, you can go knock on their door. Don't just mow the lawn without them knowing, but you can go knock on the door and be like, hey, I noticed that, you know, your, your lawnmower is broken, or I know that you have been able to, to get out here and do this. I, if it's okay with you, I'd like to just go ahead and just mow for you. Not, 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 not for any other reason, I just want to help you out. And I may say no, but at least you made an effort to make their lives better. And and so and it's also without any uh, you know, gain from yourself. That's the whole purpose of love It's to not expect anything in return. Regardless, you love and you give it out because you want people to just experience love in general and to know what it feels like to actually be appreciated. Think about it. I think that's really the majority of people in society that just want to know that somebody cares. That somebody that that they're appreciated, that they are worthy of somebody thinking about them, because you know we all know that our moms love us, right? Our dads, you know, we, people who you know were we were born to, they love us. But just even a stranger, wow, that they don't even know who I am, but yet they're reaching out to me. So okay, let's get into scripture a little bit. I'm not going to try and preach too much, but I think it's important that we go to the source of our understanding of love as human beings, and that, of course, is scripture. I want to go with you to one of my favorite chapters. It's in Romans chapter 12, and let's do this. Let's start with verse nine. I think that's important. Let love be without dissimulation. I looked up the word dissimulation. For those of you who may not know, it's not a word that we. Commonly used in today's day and language, today's day's language, dissimulation. It says concealment of one's thoughts, feelings, or character. So, in other words, let love be without concealment. Let love be without concealment. How many times do we conceal our thoughts? Now, some there are definitely some thoughts that are better off concealed. I think we'd all agree with that. But Appreciative thoughts, loving thoughts, kind words, encouragement, and even forgiveness. You know, somebody who hurt you or did something wrong, that's expressing love by forgiving them. Okay, that these things ought not to be done and only on the inside. They need to be put out there, put out there in the world. They need to be out there to for people not only to receive and to experience, but also to be an example. To others, you know, uh, moms and dads out there, what's one of the greatest, best things you can do to teach your child what love is like? Yes, love them and take care of them and provide the, 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 the clothes and the schooling and all the things that they need. But you and your husband or you and your wife having a loving relationship and kind. And yes, you know, the kids are going to see us fighting once in a while. That's no big deal, but that's not what the word. That's not the really what really to me is important as much as how are we making up? Are we making sure that we're not giving them an example of a relationship that that they turn around and say, I, "Hey, when I grow up, I don't want to be married." All my parents ever did was fight. All my parents ever did was yell at each other. 
you know, all they, all they, 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 I never saw my parents, you know, uh, kiss or say that they loved each other or, you know, hold his hands. I mean, we, we have to show affection, you know, in front of our children. It's okay to do that. Okay. Obviously don't make out in front of your kids, but I mean, you, you want them to have a good example of what it's like to have a loving, kind relationship where each person in that, in that relationship and that bond and that unity in marriage are going out of their way to see that their spouse is pleased and is happy and is taken care of and is you're fulfilling your vows to love, honor, cherish, to death do you part. You know, that didn't just go away after the first year, first five years even of honeymoon phase. I mean, yeah, I don't care if you've been married for 25, 30 years, the vows don't just go away when you stop feeling like it. You know, those are the times, honestly, that you got to press in even more because life does happen to us all. Bills come up and and, and life's journeys and ups and downs and temptations. But yet you push all of that aside because you made a vow between God and man that you were going to love, honor, cherish and give all of your life to that to that other person. And that you're going to make sure that they were taken care of and that they experienced love from you in every single possible way that you know how. So that's what love without concealment is, is that we are actively giving our thoughts and our deeds and our gestures are showing love without holding anything back. Verse nine again, let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil. In other words, hate it. It's okay to hate evil. Okay. Not okay to hate evil people because we're all that. All of us, every one of us, whether it's on the outside or not, we are inherently bad decision makers. You know, that's why our parents have to teach us when we're growing up to make better, to make good decisions, right? I mean, how many of us have ever caught our own children, maybe even ourselves, to go to the store, quick shop, or, you know, your, your local convenience store, and you, you know, you, you try to sneak a candy bar in your jacket or something. You know, obviously, that's a bad decision, and hopefully our parents caught us and be like, you need to go put that, take that back. You know, we, we are naturally inclined. Our natural inclinations are not to make smart decisions, which is why we have so many problems in this world, because to some people, they just don't care. There's a lot of people. They just don't care if they make bad decisions because, hey, you know, only God can judge me. I hear that a lot. Or, you know, I am going to do I'm going to do what I'm going to do no matter what anybody else thinks. I don't care about anybody else, which is such a selfish way of thinking. But yet it's the norm. Well, Christians especially, guys, we're not called to be just the norm. We're supposed to set the bar higher, that we, we are called to be the light of the world. So, you know, the light and the darkness of the shy is the, is, the, is the brightest place that even bugs are drawn to, right? I mean, how cool would it be to be if we were to living the light of love in Jesus to this world that everybody would be drawn to Jesus because of the light and the love that we're giving, Again, we're far from that, but, you know, this division and all this other stuff doesn't help. So we have to go back to the basics and what we're talking about now. Abhor that which is evil, cleave. I love that word, cleave. That means that, like, for example, my daughter has this new thing, right? She's five years old. But on Friday mornings, uh, my wife and her stay home because my wife doesn't work on Fridays. And literally, as I'm leaving, my daughter's cleaving to me trying to get out the door and no daddy, I don't want you to leave. Like, like in my mind, I'm like, does this kid know something? I don't you know. Does she rig the, the car, the, the truck? And, you know, am I, I going to be okay on the way home? Cause it's like, she's acting like I'm never coming back. But no, I, I'd like to think that she just doesn't want me to go. Cause she likes being around me. 
And that's the same thing it ought to be with that, which is good. We ought to want and cleave to those things which are good, or that we would be missing them if we didn't have them. Think about that, guys. Think about if we, you know, for, we, we, that's not what our brains think. You know, when you watch the news and when you, when you watch the, you know, read the, you listen to the radio or read the newspaper or even just sitting with your friends, what are some of the things that are mostly conversed and talked about? Right. Negative things, bad things, things are that don't represent goodness at all. You know, that's, that's just the way of the world. And that's why you have to make a decision, make a decision right now. No, I'm not going to put away those things that are, that, that are not healthy, that are not good for me, whether that be physical things, mental things, spiritual things, whatever it is, I'm going to make a choice that that is not good for me. I'm going to abhor those things. I'm going to hate them. And I'm going to make a decision and cleave, actively pursuing that which is good, just like my daughter does. Literally, I have to like drag her off of me, like by like, like Rachel. I need some help here, you know, because my daughter's like, "Don't go, Daddy. I love you. I love you." Of course, it's super sweet, but at the same time, I'm like, "Maybe I gotta go to work. I gotta leave. I don't want to. I'll be back. Promise." You know, um, and so that's the way we gotta think of it: cleaving to that which is good. Verse ten: Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. Let me read that again because that's important. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Think about that. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, I know there's a lot of what ifs, but that's that's what's so great about it is that these things are not that difficult if we actually pursue it. I mean, I'm just asking for us just to love one another. I'm just asking for us to prefer one another, to put our own selfish desires aside so that others can be blessed by the love that God has already given us. Is that really so much hard to ask? Well, apparently, because, you know, Jesus spent his entire life, you know, while he was on this earth, and there's four gospels about it, where he taught us how to love where he gave us the perfect examples of how to love, even loving the undesirable things and undesirable people, he still gave us that example. And here we are 2,000 later, still 2,000 years later, still having a difficult time with it. All right, so let's think here. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, Okay, we're not going to be lazy about it. we got a job to do. We have to work hard, put one foot in front of the other, seeing that these objectives and for us are worthy of it. Not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I'm going to be fervent about it. Just like my daughter's fervent about cleaving to me. I'm going to make sure that whomever is around me knows that I have a genuine care and love for them. And that doesn't mean we need to go around cleaving on to strangers. I'm not asking you to go to your local store and start, oh, I love you, and holding them. You know, I love you so much. You know, don't do that because you might, you know, I, I might be getting some emails that this is lifepod at gmail.com for some bail money. I'm not asking you to do that. But what I am asking you to do is to ask yourself, what can I do today to show others I love them? So think about it. Maybe a smile. Maybe just, I mean, that, that just a, maybe just casual conversation. Hey, how you doing? And I even like changing that up sometimes. Hey, well, you know, is everybody treating you all right today? 
or hey, what's going on in your world today? Or hey, you know, I this one I haven't seen you in a while. What how how are the kids doing? How's your wife doing? How's your husband? Everything going okay in your world? Or maybe the last time you saw them was at a funeral or something really, really tough. Hey, how are you hanging in there? You doing all right? I've been thinking about you a lot. Just all it really is, is that you showing a genuine interest in the other person. That's really what it truly is basic is, is about, is a genuine interest in what the other person feels and, 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 and desires. You do that, you're already halfway through the battle. Because then you can become natural at just getting to experience other people for who they are. Rather than what they look like, rather than what they you know, put on the outside, we all put on masks. We all put on a, a front, on, on a way that we want people to see us. But when you start, and, and that's just, you know, that's just for people just to, maybe sometimes people even do it and they don't even know it. It's kind of create a barrier. But when we start really putting other people's desires, needs, and, and sell themselves in front of us, that's going to open up the door. And they're going to have an opportunity now to put down their wall and get to know you better. And maybe you might even gain a friend about it. Verse 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation. We talked about tribulations last time, last time where there's just a matter of where we are putting out there a, just a, just a I mean, just, I guess it's a, just a, I draw a line in the sand where I'm going to say no more. No more am I going to let the, the pain of this world guide and direct me, but I'm going to let the God's love and his, posit his positivity and his blessings, rather, that's what's going to be the light in front of me going forward. Continuing instant of prayer because you always want to make sure that we are prayed up and have because once we're when we're prayed up we are communicating and having a relationship with god we are then understanding and, and and learning what perfect love is so we can give that love to somebody else and look at verse 13 distributing distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality now i'm going to do a whole podcast sometime in the future i don't know when on the word hospitality we have lost the art of hospitality and, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, I'm about to throw a bombshell to a lot of people. You don't believe me? Look it up. I promise you it's there. I believe it's in Proverbs somewhere where the city of Sodom and Gomorrah of the Old Testament, okay, way back thousands of years ago, a lot of people that say that they were destroyed because of homosexuality. There's no basis for that, just an open interpretation. That's how people see it as. Truly, however, the real reason and only reason that is the Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because they lacked hospitality. Yeah, serious business. God sees hospitality as, as a must do. Why? Because it is, that's where his heart is. Believe me, can you, can you imagine what, what it would be like if God was not hospitable? If he was like, sorry, you're, 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 you're out of luck. You're on your own, pal. You're, I'm not going to let you into my heaven. No, no, sorry, you... You aren't worthy. You didn't do this, that, or this right. But no, he says, all are welcome. You know, if I stand at the door and knock, if you answer, if you open the door, I will come in and what's up with you. And that's what it's talking about, hospitality. Okay, again, that's a whole draw bomb show. We'll talk about that some other time. Verse 14, bless them which bless you. Nope, bless them which persecute you, actually. Bless them which persecute you. 
You ever been persecuted? And I'm not talking about persecuted like somebody didn't like your hairstyle or your clothes you wore. I mean, I guess it's a form of persecution, but I'm talking about for your beliefs, for the things of which you stand for, for the moral things about you. Uh, and we will get persecuted, though, you know, that the general rule of thinking is the world's not a big fan of Christians. Now, some of that is all we do that to our own selves. Honestly, today, in today and age, we don't really have persecution for ourselves, for, for, for God's sake. We have really persecution for our own sake. But this is even regardless. Those who persecute you, those who are even like, you think ill towards us, we're supposed to bless them. Bless and curse not. Not supposed to curse those who hurt us. Not supposed to curse those. I I hear it all the time. I, I for some reason, man, I, I've 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 been on the phone with people. I've talked to people over the counter, over my desk, who just say, you know, let's say somebody doesn't rejects them as a prophet or rejects them as a minister of the gospel. I'm going to curse them to death. They shouldn't speak against the man or woman of God. I'm going to curse them like Ananias and Sapphira. They're going to be cursed down and. God will deal with them accordingly. I'm like, wow, dude, like, think about what you're saying. You're cursing somebody to death because they hurt your feelings, because they didn't say you were a prophet. Last time I knew, God's the one who gave us the identities of ministry, not man. So if you are so threatened by somebody in a man or woman who's threatening, quote, unquote, your position in ministry, I don't think you should be in the ministry in the first place. I think you're hurting yourself in the kingdom of God, frankly. And of course, it's not in Scripture. Nowhere, especially in the New Testament, is it going to tell you that you start start cursing people to death. In fact, it tells you the complete opposite. Jesus was very real, very upfront about that. But bless and curse not, verse 14. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Um, Weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Be of the same mind one toward another. Guys, that is the heart of a disciple. Not for my own desires, not for my own, you know, advancement. I'm going to love God and love others as they give us the example for only one purpose, and that's to glorify God, and that's to bless others, really. Be of the same mind one toward another. Where I just look upon every single man, woman, and child in this world, and I believe with every part of me that they are worthy of love. They're worthy of God's blessings. They're worthy of whatever the Lord puts on my heart to do and to give and to be for them. They are worthy. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men a low estate. In other words, that we are to put ourselves and be chameleons for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That we ought not to only look at reaching one type of person or the ones who smell nice or the ones who look nice or the ones who have the live in the fancy houses and buildings. Every single person, regardless of what walk of life they are, we are to be present in. Because how else is God's word and love going to be distributed if we don't go therefore into all of the world and preach the gospel, all of it. So we got to be chameleons. I call, so I used to call it spiritual chameleons where you just literally blend in with every single type of person and every single type of group, every single type of structure. You just blend in 
and you 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 see yourself as a conduit of light and love of Jesus wherever you go. And so what happens is you start getting invited to more places. I'm not talking about you get invited like to a minister. I guess that's possible, but I'm just saying you get invited to go to more people's houses. You get to gain more friends. You get to gain more uh, just just experiences with people. And I understand that some of you that are introverts out there who are like, you hear me talk about going and ministering the gospel, and you're like, no, nope, next podcast. But here's the thing, guys. My wife's like that too. My wife's very introverted, but... I'm not even saying you have to go out there and preach and talk because I like to talk. Okay. I like to go out there and just have conversations, but I mean, even kind, just kind gestures, kind do kind, kind, kind things, activities. I mean, you can do crafts, you know, go to a nursing home and just sit down with, with the residents and the guests there and, and just spend it, just spend an afternoon with them at lunch or, you know, meet new people that, that way. Or, you know, um, go to go to maybe go to the children's hospitals, go to the children's ward, and and you know maybe with a group. Don't go necessarily go by yourself, but maybe with a group and just be like, hey, we just came to bring gifts to you guys. You know, we came just to to, to bring coloring books for you. You know, and kind of get a little bore, boring in these in the in these hallways. You know, I know you're here because you're not feeling well. We just want to brighten your day a little bit. Be creative, is what I'm saying. Be creative. You don't always have to have conversations, but be creative in how you love. Just find creative ways where the love of Jesus can be given out. Be creative. Verse 16, and it finishes is with, be not wise in your own conceits. Okay? This is very important. We can't think, because what's going to happen is once you start giving the love of God, people are going to be drawn to you because that's what happens, right? People are naturally drawn to good things, even though it's, it's, it's not necessarily something that we like to admit about ourselves we however as mankind we we just were drawn to people who are good now what does that mean for us that means that we not be wise in our constraints remember it's not the love from you that people were responding to it's the love of the holy spirit it's the love of god and so don't think of yourself all of a sudden as somebody now high and mighty and fat and fabulous just because people not like you. <laughs> all right. I mean, that, you, can, you, can, you can be happy about it, but don't be like all of a sudden thinking that you're something special when in fact it's really God the one, which is who we want anyway, shining the brightest through us, right? I don't know. I know that I don't want myself being the one giving, getting glory. I want God to be the one getting glory because he knows how to bless me more than I do anyway. So if God gets the glory, then he can, as he desires, bless me. But I'm, I'm not, that's not the reason I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. Yes, it's a commandment, but I'm also doing it because I want to see people blessed. I want to see people experience the same type of love from God that I have. So why not go out there and preach the gospel in this way and be creative in my love? Recompense to no man evil for evil. Hey, remember we talked about not too long ago about not being overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. It's the same thing. Recompense to no man evil for evil. In other words, revenge is not a part of the plan. Revenge is not a part of the, of the recipe for love. Okay, so, so that we shouldn't just go out there and, you know, is somebody bullying us or somebody's coming against us and just do the same thing to them or cause, you know, a fight. What does that do? That, well, I'll tell you what it does. Go on, go on YouTube or go to anywhere and the news or whatever. I mean, you'll just see I, there's modern day bullying between countries for crying out loud. You know, that's just really all it is, just glorified bullying with, with missiles. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just a evil back and forth where nothing productive ever gets taken place. 
And you know, we just keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's the people who suffer. Provide things honest, verse 17, in the sight of all men. And this is where I want to end with, chapter verse 18. My is one of my most five top five favorite verses in the Bible. If it be possible, listen to this. If it be possible, verse 18, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. If it be possible, as much as it lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Now, I remember the first time I read this to my congregation several years back, and that the faces were just like all of a sudden, wow. I didn't even know that was in the Bible. But it makes so much sense. Remember I talked about one time about if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. That's how we live peaceably with all men. Because we're saying, regardless of how I feel, regardless about my feelings, about even if we have complications and tribulations and trials and things of which we have in this life, God is still God. He's still the author and the finisher of my faith. And I will put all those things aside if it means that you get to be blessed. That's crazy talk in the world. It's not crazy talk in the, in the church, though. That's just how we're supposed to be. That's how it's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to put away all of our differences, all of our things that we think are so important for our own flesh, for our own desires, and put, we're supposed to put all those aside if it means somebody else can get blessed because of it. God will take care of you, okay? Remember in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, if he clothes the grass of the fields and the birds in the air, if he feeds them, how much more are you can he take care of? God will take care of you and me. Our job is to take care of the world. Our job is to preserve the earth. Our job is to go to be caretakers of this world. And I believe that even means physically as well. You know, not just spiritually and mentally and emotionally with the people of the world, but I think we have a responsibility to take care of this planet. Okay, I'll probably have Matt in again sometime, and him and I can talk about that, because I think that's important. You know, where we just have to... Yeah, I, the reason I brought up Matt is because he's really mindful. He's, he, he truly has a heart to make sure that, you know, to, to, to take care of this planet, take care of the earth. And I believe that God's given us this creation that we ought to be mindful of it. You know, we can't just throw everything away and not think it's going to have some sort of negative effect. That's a whole other con. That's a whole other episode. If it be possible, as much as it lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. So what is the takeaway today? Friends, we, we got to look at ourselves and our experiences that we have today, especially when it comes to our encounters with other people. Even if they're small, even if they're minuscule, even if they're seconds long, what can you do to make an impact? What can you do to creatively show the love of God and be hospitable, even if for a moment, for a couple seconds? Just that's you know, it doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna always you know hit it correctly or even do it at all, but your mind will always say, "What can I do to make the situation the best it can be?" What what can I do as a, the as a representation of the ultimate love, which is in God? How can I then, therefore, give that to this world? And of course, the, one of the best ways to do that is to look at verse eighteen and keep that in your heart, if it be possible, as much as the life in you. In other words, if there's any small, minuscule way 
in my heart, as much as it lieth in me, live peaceably with all men. So if I'm ever forced to look at a situation where I'm really mad, or I'm really frustrated, or I'm really, you know, having a hard time with a person or experience or thing, I got to just take a step back, breathe deeply, and really focus. <sighs> if be possible, as much as life in me, live peaceably with all men. And just put that in your heart, put that in your mind, let that be what you see now through, and then readdress the situation and see if you don't have, you have a better outcome because of it. All right, well, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. Until next time, aloha and mahalo.